Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many, but often ignored, positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. Joining us today is Ms. Jean Laurie Chen, founder of Procom Advertising and Public Relations Agency and chairperson of the Digital Jamaica Foundation. Ms. Laurie Chen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The Digital Jamaica Foundation is on a permanent mission to help build Jamaica. What are the objectives, mission, and core values of the Digital Jamaica Foundation? And how important is it for these objectives to be met in the sphere of the Jamaican landscape? Well, thank you, Keisha. At the Digital Foundation, we aim to invest in sustainable development programs for the sole purpose of building stronger and more resilient communities in the various countries in which the Foundation operates. And our mission is that we aim to mobilize and distribute resources across Jamaican communities to improve education at the early childhood and primary school levels, increase access and opportunities for persons with special needs, stimulate sustainable entrepreneurial activity. Okay, is the Digital Jamaica Foundation meeting the requirements and fulfilling the mandate of its founder and patron, Dennis O'Brien? We believe it is. Since our launch in 2004, Mr. O'Brien has invested over US 40 million in our projects. And this has been a steady contribution year after year in the region of 2 million US. Our global chair, Maria Mulcahy, who is based in Ireland, oversees our budget on his behalf and received their affirmation for the work of our dynamic staff led by Charmaine Dan Daniels and our supporting board of directors. Wow, Ms. Norichin, uh, US 40 million is quite a bit in the last uh, how many years? 17 years. 17 years. Yes. So, Digital Jamaica has embraced charitable causes that are definitely relevant to the betterment of Jamaica and the development of our nation's people. Can you tell us what are some of the areas of focus that impacts Jamaicans in a meaningful way? Well, for education, which is one of our pillars, it is a bedrock of any developing country. We started Digital Foundation officially with the rebuilding of the Lake Spen Infant and Primary School in St. Catherine and we have continued to build and renovate schools all over Jamaica. We partnered with the USAID for an education enrichment program, and that program saw us exceeding our target of 85% literacy at landing schools using special educational software, teacher training, and parenting guidance. We have also been assisting the Early Childhood Commission to upgrade infant schools for certification. Most recently, we sponsored the Column Girls Building with state-of-the-art design at the Alpha Institute, formerly the Alpha Boys School. And for community development, 
you have been investing in entrepreneurship, in farming, and in environmental uh, projects. We have been giving micro businesses that were needed startup um, organizations like Raga Roots Juices, Barnegate Embroidery, Cooperative in St. Mary, who are now making masks because of COVID, good workers, screen printers. We have even partnered with, uh, with uh, Agent Sasco to set up a studio, music studio, for the young offenders at the Metcalf Street Correctional Institute. Now in the area of special needs, we target about, uh, so far, we have built over 11 schools or extensively renovated them. We have been supportive of Special Olympics from actually 2003, and we have partnered with the government to create their sports complex at Independence Park on Avenue Drive. So definitely, the Digital Foundation has been doing a phenomenal job in education, community development, and special needs. You mentioned uh, for the education sector, you've done quite a bit there in terms of giving back to the schools. Uh, wasn't there a program that you gave uh, units for in the, in the schools, like a library? We, we gave, um, we actually did a lot of really great science lab renovation. Um, uh, one of them is St. Catherine High, remember Mrs. Julia Turner's game. We also did the mobile science labs for the smaller schools, and those have worked really well because you can move it from classroom to classroom. And now we are putting in uh, IT labs for schools as well. Okay, you mentioned <coughs> in the area of community development that you have assisted farmers. Uh, in what ways are, have you assisted them in terms of, is it just funding or equipment? Uh, can you give us a little more detail about that? Funding equipment and also management systems. So for example, we have brought in Dr. Knife from Mona, Mona School of Business, and he has been assisting them to set up their business plans to ensure that their work is sustainable. I tell you, I went up to Peter's Rock to see a project of a farmer's cooperative. And not only are they farming, but they are also learning how to process their products so they can get it on the shelves. Okay, so with all of the different areas of focus that the Digital Foundation participates in, how are the projects reviewed and what are some of the general criteria for eligibility? Well, we have a projects approval committee, so it's a very independent way. Nobody can call me or Mrs. Daniels up and say, hey, we need some money. It doesn't work like that. They go on the website and they fill out the application forms. We check for their commercial viability and sustainability. We look at the appropriate appropriateness of the project we look at the tangible benefits of the project in relation to the objectives of the foundation. So this committee uh, gets together, reviews the projects, and basically they give approval for funding. Uh, what are some of the funding approval limits? I know that with the foundation, there should be some limits in terms of what they give to persons who apply. That's right. So we have the smaller funds, the smaller grants which are called the Mecca Muckle, 
and make a mockery. Make a mockery. <laughs> Whatever we could make a mockery. Right. That's such a pagan sin. So this is called a make a mockery. Mm -hmm. But for this year, which is Digital's 20th anniversary, we're calling that a 20 for 20. And we're giving 20 grants to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Digital in Jamaica. And those grants are valued at 650000 each. And so far, um, we have granted seven. We have about five more right now in the pipeline. So we are looking forward in about a month or two to announce all 20 grants. Then we have the Build Jamaica grant. Okay. That's another category. Okay. That's $2 million per parish per year. And then we have special projects, which is one of those per year. So for example, for this year, for last year, which went into this year, it was an Alpha Institute project. Right, that's the one where you partnered with Agent Sasper to do the No, that was okay. a smaller project, a studio. Okay. The one where we put up a brand new state-of-the-art school building at the Alpha Institute, which is really amazing. And you know, Alpha is a cradle of Jamaica music. Okay, so how long does it take for projects to be approved? I know normally there has to be some kind of process from when you submit your application to having it reviewed for it to be approved. How long does the foundation normally take to ensure that the projects are approved? And one very important thing is to ensure accountability on the part of the recipients. Right, so we do have a manager in charge of projects and that is Miguel Stepo Williams. So when we get Stepa. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Miguel Stepa, that's his daughter who does that um, really nice dub. Yes, yes, ah, yes, he's a dub poet as well. Ah. So he receives these applications, he visits the sites, and then based on that, he presents to the committee the, the recommendations, the applications, with his insights. We review them. We ensure, for example, that it, it will have proper management. We check if there um, are references. We check their banking history because sustainability is so important. Banking history is extremely important to yes. see how they will manage the funds, the funds yes. and how they will give account for how the money is spent. Correct. Right. Correct. So you have all, all of this and then I would say it depends on how much more probing we have to do. So for the make up model or the 20 for 20, mm -hmm. those will take between one and two months um, because you know those are very straightforward projects. Now for the build Jamaica projects, those may take a little longer because you know you may have to travel and bring in your construction manager. Our construction manager is Colonel Camp, and he will look at the structure because many times this is for renovation. He will look to see what sort of foundation, how extensive this will be, and so that may take a little longer. But we ensure that every single application receives a response. Okay, so people so are not just left hanging. Right, so the in Jamaica parlance, the Digital Foundation has all their ducks in a row. Absolutely, we do. <laughs> yes. So Digital Jamaica Foundation has made special needs a pillar of your work. You mentioned earlier about the different initiatives that 
you have undertaken with special needs, with Special Olympics Jamaica. How inspiring is your partnership with the students, families, teachers, and fellow activists for special needs in Jamaica? Extremely inspiring. You know, when you work with folks like our special needs community, you get energy from them. Organizations like Special Olympics, led by Lorna Baylor, Jamaica Association for Autism, led by Kathy Chang, the Down Syndrome Foundation, the STEP Center, the Ministry's Early Stimulation Program, you know, the Ministry of Labor and Social Security, are a great partner for us. And Tonika Gontagale, she's an amazing woman. They are so committed. And the parents are relieved that there are educational opportunities for their children. And you know, Look at this. Farmers from Petersburg, that property I mentioned, right. they've now adopted the Maxwell Park Children's Home. They've established a vegetable garden for them, and they go there and bring produce for the home. So they are doing so well now that they can pay it forward. Okay, that's fantastic. In what other areas do you support special needs or there's another organization that you're a part of. Uh, you mentioned it briefly. It's called the CC, CCRP. Oh, the, right. That is the organization for seniors that I founded. Yes. Okay. Is, is that in any relation to the Digital Jamaica Foundation? Well, actually, they have been so generous. They have said that one of the 20 for 20 projects they are reserving for the elderly. Because, right. of course, many of our elderly do have special needs. Fantastic. So yes. tell us a little bit more about CCRP, what's the acronym for, what is it that you do, and how is the Digital Foundation going to help with special needs for the elderly? Well, Digital Foundation is always willing to look at any project that has to do with special needs. At CCRP, Caribbean Community of Retired Persons, we have a membership of over 11,000. Now some of our members are young and working near their 50s and some of our members are elderly, some of them are, are having hearing issues, visual issues and so on. So they actually are getting assistance right now from like, the Jamaica Society for the Blind and the Jamaica Association for the Deaf and Digicel Foundation has been a faithful partner to those organizations. All right, you did mention that uh, some of the, uh, the senior citizens have special needs. I wanted to tie in the association with the foundation. Well, we have tried not to become too close because, you know, <laughs> I'm chairman of one and chairman of the other. So I am very uh, careful mm -hmm. that we don't mix the two organizations, but I know that if we give a project, according to the guidelines of the, the special projects committee, then they would look at it. And this is why it's so important for you to have proper governance. And Digicide Foundation is very, very high on governance. We're speaking about governance and we're looking at over 1,325 projects completed since the foundation's inception. This is a phenomenal impact for the foundation in Jamaica. 
give us an idea of the overall impact, if you can, in terms of statistics, in terms of reach, is it island-wide, uh, what are some of the areas in Jamaica, or places in Jamaica, that the foundation has been playing its role? The reach is absolutely island-wide. We have done projects in every single parish of Jamaica. And what we look for are the greatest needs, so they may not be glamorous addresses. For example, Pear Tree River in St. Thomas. We went through so many hills and glades to get there to establish a special needs school for them. But we, have a, we ensure that we don't look for the glamorous locations, we look for the neediest locations. For example, there is Jacob's Ladder in Monique, run by Mustard Seed, and a center of excellence was built there by the foundation. It's totally amazing. So when you look at it, these are new opportunities for over 600,000 Jamaicans. And think about the multiplier effect of their families who can benefit from these projects. And then of course there is massive increased awareness of special needs. Before COVID, we had over 10,000 Jamaicans heading downtown in the night to do the Digicel 5K for special needs. And they were competing side by side with persons in wheelchairs, with special Olympians, and you know, it, it created such a more gentle, considerate community. And this is what we want people to have, respect for every single Jamaican. Their, their intellectual or physical disability should not define them. And this is what we look forward to, and this is what we work for. Right, you have mentioned that the Digital Foundation has respect for every single Jamaican. In this pandemic, so many persons have been affected by the virus and so on. How has this affected the way in which the Digital Foundation operates? Well, believe me, from last year, February, our team went to every single infirmary in Jamaica, every single parish to distribute sanitizing equipment. We donated three sanitizing machines to the prisons of Jamaica so that Conroy, Middlesex, and Surrey each got one of these automated um, systems to sanitize the prisons. We have donated US $1 million to the National Health Fund for the purchase of vaccines. We have donated $1 million to KPH for PPEs, that's Jamaican 1 million. We recently just donated Jamaican 2 million to the PSOJ initiative for COVID safety, so various equipment, PPEs, etc., that are needed. And also we'll be distributing food packages all over Jamaica, to church groups, community groups, infirmaries, etc. We had 10 set up outside of Digicel where we packed boxes, labeled them and delivered them all over Father Who Longs, People Got, and the Mother's Union of the Anglican Scott, 
all over Jamaica, even in Negril, where they have this food, uh, this soup kitchen, St. Anthony soup kitchen, we were able to donate boxes of food products to them. So then we try to respond to whatever national emergency that comes up, and we try to respond in a very timely manner. And let me tell you, the enthusiasm of our team and of our board, it's remarkable. So while keeping safe, the Digital Foundation is ensuring that Jamaicans are also safe they from are. the COVID-19 pandemic. And they've been putting in wash stations mm -hmm. with the, um, the Child Safety and Family um, Agency, Mrs. Rosalie Gage Gray, she appealed to us and we have been installing wash stations at children's schools and we had installed wash stations at special needs schools over the past year. Um, some that work with a pedal, some with lower things for children in wheelchair. Um, you know, we, we ensure that they are modified for the needs of wherever we install our stations. So definitely outside of your focus areas, community development, education and special needs, the Digital Foundation has been responding to national emergencies with enthusiasm and vigor to ensure that all Jamaicans are safe. Absolutely. How important is the work of the Foundation in transforming the lives of Jamaicans overall? Well, you know, we are result-oriented. So when we see special needs children taking their place in society, when we see a child who has gone through the ESP program and has gone so well that they can now transition into the regular school system because they have used the methods to help them to make that change. When we see our farmers improving their output and paying it forward, when we see organizations willing to partner with us because they see the professionalism of our staff, so we partnered with USAID, UNICEF, the Queen's Young Leaders, the Office of the Children's Advocate, ECC, the Family and Children Protection Agency, and of course, we believe in private-public sector partnerships. So we've been partnering with the Ministry of Education, we've been partnering with the Ministry of Labor and Social Security, we've been partnering with the Ministry of Health, the Ministry of Agriculture, those farmers markets that they have at home, we co-sponsor with the Minister, we, the Ministry of Justice in helping with the prison system. We believe in private-public sector partnership and we believe that whatever we can do as a foundation for the development of the Jamaican people, we are committed to doing. With these partnerships, uh, I know the USAID, the OCA and quite a number of others, where do you see the foundation growing to, say, the next five years, the pandemic perhaps will be over by then. You know, most persons are getting their vaccines. Where do you see the development and growth of the foundation, say, within the next five years? Well, remember that we focus on sustainability. So we keep in touch with our beneficiaries, and you know there are many. We ensure, for example, that sports complex that we built for Special Olympics, we are now in a program 
for the renovation of it to ensure that the courts are renovated, the stands are renovated, etc. And that is a part of the sustainability of our project. So we do not just assist and leave. So we see in the next five years continuing on this path of sustainability and continuing to raise awareness because of course there's still a lot of work to be done in that area for special needs to ensure that people do not get bullied because of their physical or intellectual ability. And um, we cannot wait for COVID to be over so that we can also be literally embracing our partners because we find that the children in our schools, special needs and otherwise, they are so appreciative. They always want to come and hug you, but of course, we can't hug now. So we look forward to that day when once again, we can hug them. So definitely, the Digital Foundation Jamaica has been embracing all areas of our Jamaican landscape. We see where every area of sustainable development has been touched in some way by the Digital Jamaica Foundation. Ms. Laurentine, we want to thank you so much for sharing all the information about the wonderful work that the Digital Jamaica Foundation is doing and we hope that you'll continue to impact the lives and betterment of Jamaica and the development of our nations. Thank you for joining us today on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much, Keisha. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.